Hello, hello, hello. We are back for another week of Live show, but with a fun, fun twist, we have decided to rename our fun show and give it an identity. And we are now called Red, White, and Brown, still hosted by Live on Radio Zindagi, 1550 AM. So what's up, everyone? This is your weekly dose of Bollywood media gossip and everything in between. I'm Shreya. And I'm Miral, and welcome to the show. Aapka hamare show pe swagat ho. And aap hume sun rahe hain Radio Zindagi 1550 AM pe, aur hum hain Desis dot live. Aur hamare show ka naam hai Red, White and Brown. And why not? We are brown and so proud. And what are we watching, reviewing, and talking about this week, Merle? Well, in continuation of the fact that we're brown and proud, we're going to talk about Definition Please, right? And we're going to review Definition Please, which dropped on Netflix last week. And we're so excited about this movie. Really, we are. And we will also review Unpaused, Naya Safar, which released on Prime, which are stories of the pandemic and how pandemic impacted our lives. And we will also review Subhash Guys 36 Farmhouse, which is streaming on Z5. I'd love it. And the great thing about this week is that both of us have watched all three shows on slash movies, and both of us have our bones to pick about why we watch some of these so you don't have to. Totally. Um, <laughs> but let's start off with Definition Please, if you guys got a chance to watch it. Uh, but if you didn't, it's about this former spelling bee champion. And she grows up in, I would say, like the suburbs of Virginia, I think it is. Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. Okay. Your favorite me. place on planet Earth. Wow. <laughs> the armpit of America. We love Pittsburgh on this show. Can you tell? And she grows up having had this former glory of a spelling bee champion in this, I want to say like kind of mixed up little Indian American family. And she kind of just deals with life with her mixed identity. So she's estranged from her brother. Her father passes away and she's having some struggles living at home and taking care of her mom. And we kind of follow the story of this champion, Monica, who is played by Sujata Day, who also, also, also happens to be the one who directed the movie. And and wrote the movie. What a multi-talented, amazing woman this is, guys. And if you have heard that name before, that's correct. We've seen Sujata Day be one of the most groundbreaking Indian American actresses in Hollywood films. So I'm going to let Maral first talk about what she liked and what she didn't. And then I'm going to jump in where I can. You know what I like? I absolutely love the story. And the second thing that actually spoke to me was the fact that none of the movie really looked acted. You know what I mean? A Mm -hmm. lot of Indian American movies that hit mainstream look as if they are acted. It's like, you you know, you're kind of in stage. This one did not. It felt very organic. It felt as if you know, you're home and you're, you have these people around you that are, that are a mixed bag and you're trying to figure these people out as you go. And it looked like a real family that, that, you know, the feeling and, you know, the trivia about this is, this is funny trivia that I figured out um, actually the other day that Sujata actually uh, not only filmed this entire movie in her own home that she grew up in, in, in Pittsburgh, 
That's so cute. Okay, I think one of the things so that、cute. I said I、That's、love、so、the most、totally. about it was that it's so relatable. Like it's it's definitely not a mansion stage kind of thing. You see the the little like puja room right next yeah, to the, the, the stairs. Yeah, the puja room in the closet thing. Absolutely, it is so us. And the second thing that I I found out was that she actually filmed the entire thing in twelve days. Beat that. If you have a heart, it takes you so far. Totally, you know. And、uh, this is what I really, really what stood out to me was it was our story. You own it, right? Because as American Indians, we know these people. We know that guy in Patel Brothers so well, Parf. I hope you're listening to this. You were phenomenal, especially your one-liner, which was like. You can never have too many mangoes. Too many mangoes. <laughs> That stood out. What also stood out to me how cool the relationship in the Bengali Indian family, but very, very, you know, resemblant of, you know, the way you see Bengali Indians, especially because they're a little more forward-looking, they're more, more, more open to ideas. So you see that they're not. They're not conservative anyway, but mom is a drama. Anna Kaja does such a wonderful job doing the drama, and then what I absolutely loved, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely loved, was the brother sister relationship, which is like all of our relationships, right? Brother sister relationship and the estrangement, and how they overcome that, and how they, you know, those little scenes of of of、uh, Monica with her friends. Just those little things that make our life up. Definitely loved it. I agree. When she's with her best friend and they're playing, I think it's like just dance and their onesies at what two a.m. in the morning. Nothing can get more relatable. I thought that was the cutest thing. And, and hot and the hot guy. <laughs> okay, I have a, I have a bone to pick about the hot guy. I think I think it's so funny that there's like moments of undies in this movie because I literally just <laughs> picturing undies over and over again. So if you guys don't have an idea, the first time we ever are introduced to Monica's love interest in the show, who we call Hot Guy, is when her brother kind of comes out. Um, you know they leave the club together, and her brother comes out with a broom in his chedis, like in his white tidy whities, and he goes out the broom. He's like, "What are you doing with my little sister?" Like in the middle of the night, trying to chase him down the car, and I just keeps reminding me of the fact that there's permanently a video of Ritesh Rajan on the internet in his underwear, in like, his whities, guys. It's there, and he's hot. We we make no qualms about it, the fact that he's hot, and the other hot guys, of course,、um, Richie. Absolutely! Oh my God, we get we get a nice shot. If you guys watch the whole movie through, there is a wonderful shot. I'm not even going to spoil it for you guys. Where we were just talking about the onesie scene. So supposedly, Hawkeye Richie and his friend come over to see Monica and her friend, who's played by Lalaine. I think she was fantastic yeah, too. Is Krista fantastic as well? Yeah, yeah. And then they like kind of spend the night, and then you get like a shot. <laughs> It, let's just say this movie is not PG thirteen in any way, shape, or form. But but you get some sneak peeks of fun things in there. And I love the fact that she has a treehouse. I want a treehouse where I can paint, and I also want a treehouse where I can smoke. Seriously, and then <laughs> Anna Kaja comes up and she's like, "You and that marinara." <laughs> and then she's like, "Marinara, seriously, let's just call it marinara from now on." <laughs> 
so some we did love like there were so many things about this movie we loved I think we were talking about how it actually is super resemblant of the American Indian lifestyle because as you she mentioned it's like Morale mentioned it was shot in her own home in this small little rural town and you know it's like a little spelling bee champ and you see all these pieces bits and pieces of like the glassware or them shopping at Patel Brothers with thumbs up and I think you funny that- tundra who to funny <laughs> and then they're like arguing with the Patel brothers shop owner of her, whether they're pronouncing it right or if it even means what it means and I was like that's so cute we're a big thumbs up family in this house too so I loved it I love them but... too I love Fanta by the way if me too um... Oh yeah, I mean, there was a point. There's a point in time when when Zane and Scott would come over with Fanta to please me. See, guys, they never invited me to their outings. Like, they just don't love me like that, and it's okay. It's no, fine. We love, we love you, Freya. As you said, you're never available. The red, white, and brown team happens to have their hangouts without me, and I just want the world to know that I just feel so unincluded sometimes. But it's fine. Come it's on. fine. You, know, you know, some, you know something. Come on over. We'll go down to LA, literally, and hang out with Sujada and her team. How about that, guys? <laughs> If respond like respond to our Twitter or leave comments on our YouTube or whatever if you want to see a full they dot live like all of our show team get together and kind of like do some kind of outing we will make a vlog about that for you and it will include all Damn our best deal. once the pandemic is over guys and in the meantime just mask up please absolutely but there were some things about definition please that I wasn't 100% pleased with <laughs> the music um, the music. And I will say that the reason I didn't like it is because there's so many scenes in between. Like, for example, there's one where Monica is sitting in a restaurant and she's talking to her brother um, and Ritesh Rajan's character in this case. He Sonny, he actually has bipolar disease. And so she's for the first time, she's understanding what it's like for him to be on treatment and on medication and realize he's losing his personality. She's having that realization and suddenly there's this like sitar, some loud trumpet like music just blast through the scene. So she starts spelling this word and in the middle of it, that music is so loud. It jolts you out of that quiet realization where she comes to fully understand what her brother's like on medication. And I'm like, how can you take a moment like that and put like loud obnoxious music and you take the audience member right out of it and then she goes back to that scene right after the few seconds and I I take a second I'm like wait what just happened the music and then I have to get back into the scene and there's so many moments where it just feels like the music like it's not the fact that it's music it's like the type of music there is and so it went again and you see it again in the hospital scene and if you do it enough times to the audience, they'll eventually be so pulled out of those dramatic moments that they just won't realize the intensity of it. So if you just keep interrupting flow that many times, people are bound to be like, you know, maybe I don't really like it that much because they feel disengaged, even though they were just pulled out of the frame for a second. So you don't really ever want to include those kinds of moments in in full film like movies because it's so easy for the audience to just click off and leave. And I'm True, like, and especially because it's on a streaming platform, guys. This is streaming on Netflix, and you are listening to Red, White, and Brown, and we are on Lacey's Talk Live show on Radio Zindagi, 1550 AM. And 
आप हो हमारे साथ 15:50 एम पे आई होप यू enjoy watching definition please sure what do you say recommended i absolutely recommend it 9 out of 10 we loved it it was the cutest we little story ever the cast we, we loved it all of us loved it so please go watch if you haven't watched it please watch it not only for the hot guys but just the quality of storytelling and the actors and how phenomenally simply Uh, so Jada Day has presented a slice of life picture about American Indians in such a simplified way that normally American Indians will like, but other other nationality, other other communities will also like. Absolutely a must, especially for American Indians to just watch this. Hi, I'm Sujata Day, and I'm the writer, actor, producer, director of Definition Please, and you're listening to me on Daisy's Dot Live. Hello everybody. We hope you love that song because we definitely add red, white and brown for sure did. You are listening to Red, White and Brown once again by Daisies.live. What would that mean for all our Hindi listeners out there? What that would mean is now we're going to be talking about unpaused, right? And up 3 Daisies.live ko and we love it because we just got done giving a 9 out of 10 star review for definition please and we're going to switch gears to unpaused who is unpaused by what are the important things we need to know about this film moral all of these are dream projects for both netflix and amazon i know amazon started in netflix is full of anthologies as well this is another anthology and uh, remember last year we did unpaused and that and pause was how our life changed because of pandemic and this is the aftermath of pandemic how have our lives changed because of the pandemic how have our relationships changed how are we looking at things around us how the equations have changed what is important what is not important how our priorities have been redefined and this is again five stories and the reality of the new world so um the directors for all the five are nupur asana ayappa km ruchir arun shikamakan nagraj manjude and there are these five stories thematically telling the story um of how the lives have changed it starts with the couple and it's it's a blustery plot that speaks about a very real problem amongst young professionals so you and i feel that too because we have to work from home and they have to deal this couple has to deal during the pandemic as one of them gets fired from work and now that she is fired from work oh my god how the claws come out and how the issues between them become so big that they end up not talking with each other and they stop stop communicating in a relationship which is full of love and respect the the undercurrents just come come out and 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 she starts disbelieving on in herself she starts really and one i think i think she says it very well she says the trauma being laid off is, is i feel i've got dumped um and and she says and 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 he says it's a job not a relationship but she was in a relationship with her job and i really like the way they presented that i i thought that was that was really well done what do you think i agree so fun fact for everyone out there i was a psychology minor in college and one of the things we talked about is people's 
relationship with their work. And I was a business major psych minor. So we focused on, I guess, like my intersection was really the um, crossover those two worlds. We focus on how people get into these relationships with their jobs. And it can genuinely feel like heartbreaking when you lose it or you don't get that promotion or that kind of relationship you're in is like you're putting in so much effort into that specific career path that you expect a return the same way you would reciprocity in a relationship. So we studied cases where people would literally trigger warning for anyone out there about suicide. We would actually like read cases where people would commit suicide because, you know, they got laid off or they're like, I can't support my family. Or they're like, I gave 40 years to this company. How could they let me go? Um, And they just like cannot deal with the emotional depression and anxiety that comes with these you know, of course, separations. And I think that there's a lot of emotional trauma throughout majority of these anthology stories. For example, the first one where there's a person who's, who's like, uh, he's, she's like, I'm a warrior and he is a hypo. And it's a story of someone who is of a person who's like a, I want to say like a drug company worker who's looking to solve the pandemic with some kind of vaccine. And there's a guy who's like, I'm never leaving my house because there's just germs everywhere outside. And, you know, this is the new norm and I'm going to embrace it. And she is more like, I want the world to return to the way it was in the past. And they kind of get into this relationship, you know, with each other where she's like, the work I do is so important for other people. And he's like, no, I don't care what you do for other people. Like I just care more about my own health and like my safety. So I think there's a lot of discussions about workplace. For example, in the story right after that, we talk about some, again, trigger warning, sexual assault. We talk about some sexual assault cases in the workplace and how a woman's like home life is affected because she owns a company with her husband. So I feel like a running theme throughout this whole anthology is people's relationship to their work life and how the pandemic has affected it. Totally. I think I think it was also set apart in uh, the story, the anthology series um, in this series called uh, The War Room. It was directed by Ayapa KM. And again, outstanding performance by Gitanjali Kulkarni Sangeeta Wagmere. She's a war worker. She's a COVID, a COVID helpline worker, help worker. And while being on the forefront of helping people, a call comes to her for help from a person she has a grudge with. And what does she do in that situation? Well, that's the story. Uh, very, very interesting. Then, uh, then of course, um, there's Ruchir Arun's Teen Tegada, where a story of Ch- Chandan played by Sakib Salim, dimple in a jeep to steal a van loaded with expensive electronic appliances and hide it in an abandoned factory waiting for the right consumer to come, right buyer to come for the consignment. Then there is this really nice heartwarming story called Gond Ki Laddu, where um, it's directed by Shikha Makan, starts out in Agra, where a widow sends some laddus to her daughter, who's just delivered a, a, a child. And in, in, in transporting those ladus, those ladus don't get to the, to the woman and how the wife of the, uh, of the courier, the guy who's supposed to deliver the courier actually calls the woman and, and makes the same ladus just as he, just because she wants the love to get to the child. And of course, because the jobs were, were, were online over there. So, so things like this, I mean, such beautiful stories, but what really hit me the most was the story, the last one of uh, of um, the cremation ground, and and that that story, it's called Vaikund. It was directed by Nagraj Manjulehi, even acted in it, 
And guys, that was, it was so impressive. It just reminded us of the horrors that we saw in India of people cremating the cremating bodies on the roads and how the crema cremation grounds were full. This was around April, May, 2021, uh, less than a year ago. And this happened in India. This is a story of a cremation ground worker and, and you know, his life, practically, his slice of his life. And I thought that was really heartbreaking. At the same time, it just gave, gave you an inroad into what this guy is thinking. You know, even though even though he's cremating people and there is a big, um, a big sign outside the cremation ground that says that rich and poor all become the same in these grounds, yet that wasn't the reality, was it, for him? So, uh, guys, and uh, before before we move on to what Shreya thinks about this, I just wanted to remind you that you're listening to Daisy's Dad Life Show. You're listening to Red, White, and Brown on fifteen fifty AM radios in the game. Thank you, Maral. And I think that my overall thoughts about the storytelling. So if we're talking about each story individually, I think that what was written, the scripts that were written, the stories themselves were fantastic. I think they were great. I loved that. Now, the problem I had was with the way it was, I think I want to say like directed or produced. It's like the way it came to life, like not the story itself, maybe the storytelling. Okay, maybe that's where I stand. The thing is, whenever I was watching each little piece, I felt all the emotions they wanted me to feel, but I don't think they gave me all the details I needed. Like, let's just start with the first one there. They were like, oh, the person's a hypo and this person's like a warrior. I'm like, you never throughout the whole series ever determine what is what, like, what does each character define? Like, what are the definitive traits of each person? You just showed two different people. So, so they, you missed the, you missed the black story, backstories. Yeah, I think like even in um, I missed a little bit of other things too. Like they very rarely ever set the setting completely. Like in the second story too, you know that person who barges in while um, she's about to like. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away for anyone who who hasn't watched it. But like before, the main character is about to, you know, in her bedroom and. It's just a struggle because by the time you catch up and figure out who every character is, it's over. You're like, you're done. Yeah, right? yeah. So it takes you that time to yeah. invest yeah. yourself and understand. And then by the time you get there, the story's over. So it almost makes me think that the short film format wasn't actually correct for a lot of these stories. I, I agree that they're, maybe they're not enough to make into a full-fledged movie, but I don't think they were enough to be like that short of a short film. You know, I think maybe each itself should have been a little longer so that you could have like told the story more fully. I feel like the hooks of the story were like, they basically somebody like wrote the entire book and they just took the hook and made the hook itself into a movie. And I'm like, you got to give us a little on the outside and that back end so that by the time we're into it, it's done. Now we're going to, now that we haven't fully digested that information, we're going into the next, next story, like not taking away everything you want us to take away from it. And the thing is when Moral, Scott and I, who is Scott is not here this week, actually. Um, but when we watch movies, we watch with the intention of trying to understand it from every angle. So because we try to watch with the directors or producers or like creators perspective, we see things that I feel like if it was just me watching with my mother, my mom would not care to pay that much attention. Actually, funny enough, my mom watched Unpaused before me and she didn't pick up on a lot of the details because she was just 
very like normally watching it on a pastime, you know, sitting on the bed. And I was kind of like picking apart details. I was like, okay, who yeah, because you, you, you got a job of reviewing it for people exactly. and she doesn't. Yeah, so, exactly. so she, doesn't, she doesn't get into those details, right? Of course, of course. So if you were someone who's watching from that perspective, let's say, which I assume is most of you, I think you're going to run into that exact same problem where I think these creators um, should have spent a little more time in maybe like a different format, maybe anthology. I know it's kind of like the big happening medium. Maybe it wasn't the one that was supposed to happen for these stories because some of them were great. It just like... You ju- we just didn't give them enough time to, to frame everything properly. So what do you think, Moral? Do you agree with that? Do you not agree with that? Um, to some extent, yes. But, but you know, I am also a big believer in the fact that some in- incomplete stories um, have huge impact. You're not really getting deep into the characters and why they did what they did. And sometimes because they're incomplete, they're, they're able to focus more on the situation and less on the people involved in the situation. So um, I, 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 I think it was okay. I, I don't think that is, that impairs the entire impact of the stories that they were telling. Um, it's just that you don't know them. You don't know those people well enough, which, you know, I'm fine with as long as the story is kind of, the slice of life is complete in itself. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with not knowing their motivations because I'm not supposed to connect with them emotionally at all. It's too short a period of time for me to get connected. It would have been amazing if I did, but I did not. So I agree with you over, over there. Aap sun rahe hai, red, white, and brown code. This is that live show, but 1550 AM pe, radio zindagi. Yep, and you are listening to Red, White, and Brown on Radio Zindagi, hosted by Daisies.live, 15.50 a.m. All right, Meral, so what would you rate that out of 10 stars? Um, we rated it at 7, I think, on our, Which on our website. Very, already... very accurate to me. I, again, I think the storytelling... Um, you know, there were spaces where it could have been improved, but overall, she's right. Those small stories pack up a mad punch. Like, we... Again, I think we should give a trigger warning to our um, viewers, listeners, however you are watching this or consuming our content. We talk about death. We talk about suicide. We talk about um, hypochondria. Everybody has been impacted by COVID. We're pretty sure you've had your date with Auntie Rona. Quite quite a lot of you have, have had greater impacts because of the pandemic. So uh, without sounding insensitive, and we apologize if we come across as insensitive, these are stories of how people's lives have have been impacted because of uh, Corona. And this anthology is streaming on Amazon Prime. Actually, I have a trivia for you. Did you know that Shakira's uh, song, Hips Don't Lie, remember the song where she belly danced, Hips Hips Don't Lie? Uh You know, it was choreographed by Farha Khan. Stop. No. It was Korea. She flew down. They flew her down to choreograph it. Can you beat it? That trivia is gold. How come more people don't know that? Now they know. (laughs) Now we know. How's it going? My name is Rushi Kota. Uh, You are watching me on Daisies.live. And just like that, we are back. Red, white, and brown, hosted by Daisies.live. show Red, white, and brown. And what is next for us, Merle? 
we are um, actually going to deep dive into this amazingly <laughs> funny movie. And funny in which way we're going to tell you in a bit. It is called 36 from Farmhouse and it is streaming on Z5. So crazy enough, Moral and I got a chance to personally talk to Subash Guy. So we were able to get the insight on his thinking of why he created 36 Farmhouse and what the whole process was like. Now, we were able to actually watch the creation come to life. Did our conversation with him hold up to the movie? I would not say it did. And the sad part is Subash Guy himself has made some fantastic hits over the years. And if you guys have seen in the early days, at the very least, you have seen Om Shanti Om. So you know his work. You've seen his work. And you expect you him have, to bring a certain you have, level. You have, to, you have to believe it when we say Subash Guy is a guy behind Hero. He made Pratis. He made Ramlakan, Karma, Mary Jung, Etras, Kali Charantal. With that, even Kal Nayak, for God's sake, this is the guy that created, that took people and made them superstars throughout his career. And all of a sudden, I feel he wrote this movie because he was kind of wanting to feel relevant somehow in this day and age. And uh, we wish he had it. We, we don't mean any harm against anybody who watches this movie, but anybody who watches this movie might feel harm to themselves. And we were kind of joking that we were like, this was a comedic, insensitive take where if you watch this movie in the wrong places, Homeland Security just might be on your back. Because <laughs> why don't you give a treetop of what it's about, Moral? And I will kind of dive into why I would not recommend this on any This is a day. 1970s plot. Guys, long before even I was born, this, these plots used to fly then. And they used to fly in movie theaters where, you know, there's a rich woman and she has a son. She has three three children and she, she, wants to, she wants to give all her property to one of the sons and not the other. And then there is a certain murder and the plot unravels and then on the other hand the subplot is some guy who decides that he he's a cook uh reaching that house and lying his way through by, by kind of seducing uh the maid of the house uh, it was so weird the it was so obviously weird that when you're watching the entire movie you're like okay we knew that would happen what's the new thing mm-hmm. there's no surprise element in the industry you know what's going to happen and it just keeps happening the the sorry part of this entire thing is such amazing actors this Sanjay Misra there is Vijay Raj there is Ashwini Kalsaker all these people said yes to doing this movie all because it was Subhash Guy who was creating it writing the story and the music and the sad part is I did my fair share of when I watched it, I was like, there's no way that it can be as bad as I think it is. So I went on Twitter, you know, our handy dandy social media, and I just searched up 36 farmhouse. And there was just a chorus of people tweeting the same thoughts kind of who were like, Oh, I didn't 
I didn't like it. Honestly, I, I don't even know whether it was like our expectations that ruined it. Maybe it was like a good movie and we just expected more or maybe, you know, like you know if you, reason. if you watch any Subhashka's movies, movie with a story, with amazing music, you know, stuff that you expect from Subhashka, but understand one thing two things change for mr kai one this is not a cinema audience number two people don't like the same stuff it's 40 how many years 50 years later they don't like the same stuff the audience has changed their their audience attention is primary um they're not going to sit down and and look at a story know what's going on it has no hooks no true i mean literally no hooks whatsoever and sit and watch it for one hour 47 minutes it's not gonna happen bland right i think that was that's the overall world bland it's like trying to make food and you're eating fried chicken and you're like okay this is great but imagine that same thing like you're literally eating fried chicken with no salt no spice like no seasoning on it and given on any given day you're like wow i'm very thankful for just like this piece of fried chicken but would you willingly eat it no you probably wouldn't so it, that's, I feel like that's the exact metaphor for how I felt about this movie. And Subhash Kai is a beautiful, like, product of his time and culture is what I Absolutely. We, uh, we have to tell you, we thoroughly enjoyed speaking with him. We had him for over around 30 minutes and we thoroughly enjoyed speaking to him. We asked him about his process. We asked him what he was thinking. We asked him his his entire idea behind writing the movie and how he actually writes because he, during the lockdown, he wrote this and he wrote this keeping characters in mind. And he told us that normally he looks at characters around him. He says his, his gardener is a character, his, his maid is a character. They have their life stories and he tries to portray their stories. But, um, you know, there were so many loopholes in this entire script that it was heartbreaking. It was really heartbreaking to watch this movie. For me, I was, I'm a great admirer. So are you, we told him, we're such huge yeah. fans of this person who has literally created careers of dozens of actors, single-handedly. He's created those people, he's created their aura, he's created their careers. And then you see this product from him, which is so subpar, especially keeping in mind, a totally, um, you know, streaming engine audience. I think he, his creative um, is best left where it was in the, in the time period that was, it was in as forward as it was then. And I think that the platform that he's trying to conquer or come to, if he wants to stay on this path, keeping creating content on different mediums, he's going to have to approach it differently. And maybe it's just like a steep learning curve for him because like we're all mentioned, he hasn't created much in a while. So maybe he's learning everything for the first time. Um, but for the sake of at least that, like maybe I'm able to give him some sympathy. But overall, if we're just hard hitting, talking about how the movie landed, did not. It like literally it just did, did not, not land. land. The, jokes did, the jokes did not land. The humor did not land. The, 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 the dialogues were cheesy for God's cheesy. sake. It's cheesy. Thing, I love the corniest dad jokes. I will laugh at literally anything. And I say we, that you know, guys, if you've been listening yeah. to us, you know we love dad jokes. The we you do. know, we are all for funny, of right? Course. Any kind of funny. This wasn't funny. So you can only imagine how 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 substandard things were. Even we who we don't find it funny. 
fun. <laughs> she is laughing and I love it because we here at Red, White, and Brown, once again, uh, hosted by Daisies.Live. Daisies.Live show in Red, White, and Brown. And you can catch so many of our episodes online on our YouTube where we talk even on our podcast on our youtube even in little snippets all Absolutely. over our social media you we're can, like you wow can, that was so funny you can dad watch jokes, dad all jokes, dad our jokes, funny lesson. videos on our youtube channel called daisy's live you can watch us on twitter you can uh, follow us on twitter daisy's live and on instagram daisy's live Pram. and if you don't have the time to watch you can literally download all our podcasts everything we do on podcast of daisies.life or anywhere else in the world you get your podcast on spotify and google on apple on pandora on iHeartRadio. we're everywhere guys download us and on all those platforms we are laughing on dad jokes dad jokes slapstick humor backhanded comedy we're there for all of it i think we have reviewed multiple comedy shows as well but Absolutely. this movie's comedy, Sweet. man, nobody laughed. And if we don't laugh, <laughs> as we're all said, if we didn't laugh, <laughs> something's wrong that with you. Something's really, really wrong because we have really low bar for <laughs> comedy. We we're the lowest bar for humor. We laugh at anything, <laughs> literally. So hanging, hanging there. So if you haven't watched Thirty Six Farmhouse don't watch it (laughs) (laughs) and as we always like to say very sadly we watched it so you don't have to and lucky for you we're able to say like maybe this isn't the one for the family this isn't the one for you honestly this is the one for nobody so (laughs) just forget about this one so sad I mean all the wonderful actors wasted you know love Vijay Raz as an actor absolutely love him I am Nitesh Bharadwaj and you are listening to me on Daisy's.life Welcome back to Daisies.Live, Red, White and Brown. Aapka swagat hai, Daisies.Live ke show, Red, White and Brown ke saath. And just like that, we are done with this week's episode. But as always, we will be back next week with a whole host of Bollywood movies, media, gossip, shows, anything you want to see, anything we want to see, anything anyone ever wants to see. We've seen it and we're going to review it for you. So thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Once again, we are Red, White and Brown, hosted by Daisies.Live. Where the night is so young and the days so Check your boots, put on your dancing boots. 